everyone, welcome to the Flexing Physio podcast. This podcast is aimed for physios, whether you are a student or already qualified and working in the big bad world. On this podcast, we will be giving real world advice about everything physiotherapy. We will be having a bunch of special guests. And most of all, we'll be having lots of fun banter. My name is Dan Chang and I'm a physio working in a private practice here in Tamworth and I'll be your host. Now, let's get into this episode. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Flexing Physio. Um, Mikey, we're right into it, straight up. Straight into it. I'm joined today by my lovely, lovely boss, Warren Ansel. He's aiming for another pay rise. <laughs> uh, true story. <laughs> um, so, was before we get started, I just want to ask you, what's your favourite superhero and why? Oh man, I hate those sort of questions because there's so many. Because I'm a bit of a superhero addict. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it, well, it used to collect comics. So I think back in the day when I collected comics, it probably would have been Moon Knight, which I believe. Who's that? <laughs> well, funny <laughs> enough, I think he's coming. Disney are releasing a bit of a season or a series on him. Ah, uh, because he was sort of part of the Marvel Universe. So. Moonlight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon okay. Knight, yeah. First of all, name's not very memorable. Oh, no, I think the name's <laughs> incredibly memorable, you know. Is he going to moon you? You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> you know, the, doesn't. I think the title was a little bit uh, deceptive. But yeah, either him or uh, The Beyonder. All right, both superheroes. This is, be- <laughs> this is like, this is before my time, guys. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you had to be a collector to know those two. Okay. Well, can you just uh, briefly tell okay. me their superheroes? Uh, oh, sorry, superpowers. superpowers. Uh, Moon Knight was essentially, uh, when the moon was full, he would have powers a bit like, uh, you know, super strength and, right. you know, speed and stuff like that. Uh, a bit like Batman on steroids. So once a, once a month. Uh, yeah, pretty much. No, no, no. no. <laughs> when there was uh, no moon, I think he would like crawl in a corner and just cry himself to sleep. Uh, and the Beyonder, uh, way too hard to explain, but essentially uh, a guy that could crush planets just with his mind. Wow, okay. He, he, that's why he's called the Beyonder. He was beyond what you thought was possible. Is he the blue guy? No. No, he, he could be anything he wanted to be. Okay. Yeah, he was he was kind of a bit like a superhero that Marvel just went, oh dear, what are we going to do with him? He's too powerful. Yeah, a bit like DC with Superman. They had to make you know they had to make Superman all you know self doubting and what am I going to do? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> a- anchor him with a, a girl who had some issues and stuff like that. You yeah. know, I mean, if I was Superman, man, the first thing I do is I go to the universe, get all the kryptonite, and just shove it into a sun, and just kill it all and go woohoo! Yeah, nobody yeah. can get me now. This guy's I mean, definitely they, done his thinking. Uh, well, you know. When you sit through years and years of wiggle shows with your kids, you got to have something to entertain yourself. Yeah. With, you yeah. Know. Well, my favorite. What's your superhero? Yeah. My, let's go my favorite superhero is a bit more basic. It's just the Hulk. Ah, <laughs> I, can I see mean, that. he's just the best. <laughs> Hulk or Thor? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Thor, I think, is a bit too tied up in himself uh, for my liking. I like you know, Hulk is just simple. You know, there's yeah. an on switch and an off switch, and true. there's nothing in between. He's a pretty simple guy. That's true. You got to love Iron Man and Spider Man, though. I mean, you know, they're the, the brains. The well, you know, the smart Alex, you know, the, 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 the one line is the comebacks. you got to love true. those. I, I do just prefer raw power and raw strength. <laughs> just smash. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame She-Hulk never really took off. Is that a thing? You Google it. There is actually, yeah, there was uh, She-Hulk. I thought it would just be your mother-in-law. No. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. Luckily, she doesn't <laughs> listen to podcasts. Uh, 
Well, the reason why I ask you <laughs> about superheroes and why this is the opening... Ah, there's a reason. There is ah. a reason. Because today we're going to touch on... There's probably a whole bunch of psychologists out there actually, you know, because of who we've picked, they go, ah, oh, you know, narcissistic psychosis yeah, that's or right. something. <laughs> it's, a, it's a form, it's a sheet they're <laughs> yeah. filling out right now. There's somebody coming to arrest us as we speak. Um, so yeah, the reason why I ask uh, this question is because our job um, often... Uh, it's more more comes to light where if you work in a hospital setting, I guess, because sure. you've got that allied health team and all yeah. the medical staff. So you're working in a multidisciplinary team. A multiverse. 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 That's right, many Spider-Mans. <laughs> so I guess my question, well, what, what I wanted to touch on today is how in private practice, more, more so in private practice setting, how do we work in the team or what does that team look like? As a new grad, Sure. go for it. Sure. Well, first, I guess it depends on what sort of private practice you're in. Yeah. So, you know, if you're one of those horror stories where you've been thrown into a practice pretty much all by yourself and the principal of the practice has said, you know, don't call me, I'll call you sort of thing. So mm. you're pretty well isolated. Then you don't have a team to work with and, and good luck. Uh, that's, that's a horrible situation. And hopefully, um, you know, smart new grads don't put them get themselves put into that position. Um uh, but uh, that aside, horror stories aside, um, you know, hopefully the system that you're within uh, looks after you. So, like in, in the in the hospital setting, they have like you know these new grad positions where they rotate you through different departments. Yep. So you get to a bit of a feel for what it's like working in, in a real position, uh, and whether you like peds or rehab or you know orthopedics or whatever so you get a chance to sort of taste test it as an employee as opposed to a student and that experience is quite different um in private practice um i think it's important to definitely go looking for help when you feel like you don't have the answer um or sometimes if you feel you've got the answer but you just want confirmation that you're on the right path Mm. um i always get nervous when i employ a new grad um, and indeed, somebody who's not even a new grad, somebody who's been around the block a few years, who doesn't come knock on my door and say, hey, am I on the right track here? Those people make me nervous. Yes. Um, you know, I've got people that work here that have been physios for 20 plus, 30 plus years sometimes, and they still come knock on, on the door and go, hey, I just wanted to check I was on the right track with this. That's great. Um, and that's, that's, you know, I guess the important thing is to use the people around you and also be prepared to give back to those people. You know, it is a give and take thing. Mm. So, you know, looking for ways of going, yeah, I'll help you with that or yeah. da 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 da. Um, you know, if you've got a bit of downtime, hey, is there any handouts you want us to make or that kind of jazz? So, mm. you know, um, using the skills that you've got to um, to help out. I mean, only yesterday, we one of the guys who's been a physio for sort of five, six years had a tricky Achilles tendinopathy come in. Mm. Um, so we had a chat about that. Um, but he'd already, you know, got onto the various um, article type sites and downloaded mm. some stuff, some articles on the latest research in Achilles tendinopathy. I had some resources that he wasn't yeah. aware of, gave it to him. We had a bit of a chin wag. I learned some things, he learned some things, and ultimately the patient Perfect. got a better result. Is that where the books came from on the um, the lunchroom desk? The, yeah. Is that where? Because I had a quick read and there's mm. some pretty good gems in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's something I subscribe to. That um, yeah, I, I'll. I just drop into the practice and stuff. So yeah, cool. that's sort of in our library cupboard. So mm. um, yeah, so I guess that's the first thing within your immediate team. Um, and also just uh, making it sort of pretty clear um, 
to not just the other physios, but like support staff, like admin and reception, mm. just building good relationship with them and getting them to know you so they know what you're good at, you know? So yeah. um, the referrals that come into your room are, are people that either you'll relate to very well or injuries that you're good with yeah. and that kind of jazz. So mm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, on that note, um, one of our other physios who currently is not here at the moment, Bree, Brianna Short, who's another co-host um she loves seeing adolescents and children and that's not my forte so i i have let the reception staff know exactly what you just said was so most of the kids get booked in with her and i see all the more older people that's because she's about four foot two um yeah she doesn't need to crouch to their level <laughs> they need to crouch to hers oh no, oh, no. brie do not listen to this okay we, we love you brie yeah um i'll also say though dan you're very good with kids so you know oh, thank you um, I, I have my select few that you i do like. have, yeah. I, I cherry pick <laughs> no 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 but yeah and then i think uh so that's like their inner circle and then i think going out from there um you know, be be bold, I guess, and develop relationships with the you know the doctors in your area, mm. um, and other practitioners, whether it be occupational therapists or speeches or you know wherever you end up with, um, so that you've just got that rapport and that uh, relationship, so that you know there can be uh, a free sort of um, information sort of yeah transfer. One thing that I've learned kind of the hard way no one really talked to me about this was the importance of keeping communication with the gps um and talking to the so a classic example is as a new grad i started seeing workers comp patients Mm -hmm. and workers comp as soon as the person walks into your room they immediately already have a gp involved um to rehab consultants one's an insurance company mm-hmm. um sometimes they even have like a podiatrist on board and also it's, a, it's very much a multidisciplinary team yep. looking after this one worker one injured worker yeah and after every consult um not every consult but you should always ask when's your next gp appointment because that's when they get their work capacity changed yep. um so that they can do more at work or do less mm. and a lot of them although the gp gets the last say but a lot of the gps have told the the clients what what did the physio say you know i haven't got a letter i've made that mistake many times and (laughs) i haven't got a letter i can't update because i'm not sure yeah so very important to write write the letters before they see their gp next and exactly right and look on that note the the letter does not have to be a three paragraph report you know gps they they push for time you know (laughs) Literally, you can get away most of the time, you know, with a couple of sentences, you know. Jim Smith is doing well, you know, he's Mm. attending physio, he's progressing. Um, We think that his five kilo limit could, you know, be lifted to seven and a half kilos. Bang, that's, and you know, we we continue to treat him. Bang, that's it, done. GP knows, you know, that there's no red flags or anything that they've got to be wary of. Um, they're progressing. You've given them a, a, a number that they can just go, yep, great. They seven love half. numbers. They love numbers. <laughs> you know? So, you know, yep, we're on the same page. Bang, both both put down seven and a half kilos. Rehab person's happy. Yep. Um, patients, you know, happy and, and away we go. Um, yeah, and, and also um, our relationship with the specialists, especially the orthopods, yeah. um, are very important because obviously we get a lot of their referrals. We get yeah. a lot of their yeah. clients. And again, it's the same, same, you know. Yeah. It's a case of, you know, Jim Smith's recovering well from their, you know, ACL recon. Mm. Um, 
and uh, you know progressing them to the next stage of their rehab. Yeah. Able to jog now without pain. Yeah. You know. And well, and if the surgeon knows that this physio this physio doesn't really communicate with me versus this other physio mm. who always gives me updates, mm. I'm probably going to refer to this other physio a little bit more. Sure. So sure. that will help in terms of like a business side of things. That'd help a yeah. lot as well. And look, you know, as you get to know the orthopedic surgeons and how they how they like to communicate, everybody has a slightly different way. Yep. You know, there are some orthopedic surgeons that actually do want two, three paragraphs. You know, there's, there's one in particular I can think of, I mm. won't name, who... You know, if they don't get almost a full page uh, every time, you know, they uh, this guy will actually ring you and go, you know, how come I did not get a full blown, yeah, you know, and a vlog, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, and a website. <laughs> Whereas, you know, the vast majority of orthopedic surgeons essentially, uh, you know, they'll they'll trust you. You know, if you if the patient rocks up and there's a there's an email or a letter that says doing well, yeah. progressing, nothing to worry about, great. Um, but they also won't get annoyed if you say, hey, look, I'm a bit concerned. There's yeah. been a few unstable events. I think this needs to be you know, flagged and, and you know, maybe scanned or I'd like you to spend a bit more time just checking this person out. For sure. Um, surgeons appreciate that because you know, obviously if, if there is a problem, um, you want to get on top of it sooner than later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, if you come across surgeons uh, or any sort of practitioner who doesn't want to know about that sort of stuff, Keep that in the back of your brain, yeah. and um, those are probably people you. They might be going through a rough trot, but also there might be somebody that you just may not want to deal with too often or be associated with. Correct. Um, I think just to finish up this episode, uh, let's have a talk about a practical tip. So, for example, if someone comes into your um, to your room and you uh, suspect a ACL rupture. Dun, dun, dun. and you would like a MRI um, how would you just dictate a letter to me uh, how would you write that in a, in a letter to a dear GP? Dr. Smith uh, thank you so much for your referral of Jimmy Brown uh, with his knee condition uh, following his fall at Oztag um, on examination uh, it appeared that the um, uh, the knee seemed more unstable um, now, once the swelling has dissipated, and I strongly suspect uh, he has a torn or ruptured ACL, uh, I suggested to him he might want to discuss with you his options of imaging and possibly orthopedic referral. Beautiful. Um, and and yeah, in a way, we've sort of thrown them a little bit of a bone because maybe when the guy saw the GP, it wasn't that obvious because it was. There was lots of muscle guarding. There was yes. swelling. Yes. Um, so we throw the GP a bone and say, hey, you know, subtly, um, when you saw this guy, it might not have been that apparent because it was super acute. You know, wasn't much you could do with him. Thanks for sending him over. Um, and now the swelling's gone down. You know, his Lockman's has no end feel and, mm. you know, anterior draw's a bit sketchy and his pivot shift elevated him off the bed. Yeah. So we're fairly certain his ACL's stuffed and... You know, maybe we just need to confirm that and you can have a chat as yeah. to which way you want to go. I might put a line in there about, you know, we've we've given him, you know, the start of some exercises and we're going to be progressing those. Mm. Um, because, you know, and obviously the patient and the GP uh, may not want to go down the surgical route and that's fine, you know, that's totally, um, uh, you know, their informed choice to make and we can be a part of that. Mm. Mm. All right, slightly longer episode today, but that's fine. 
if you guys stuck out to the end, you guys are the real ones. <laughs> the, the superheroes. That's right. This episode, I'm going to call it the Marvel Avengers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you better do a voiceover to begin with, you know. Yeah. Coming to a planet near you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Oz. We'll catch you in the next one.